Welcome, I'm Matthew from The Travel Podcast, and on this episode, we are exploring the beautiful island of Sardinia in Italy. And I'm joined by two special guests, Ileana from the National Tourist Board UK and Ireland, and Alina from Welcome to Sardinia. So um, before we get started, could you just let listeners know what you do for the Italian National Tourist Board, Ileana, and then uh, and how long you've been working for the National Tourist Board? Yes, hi, hello Matthew. Uh, yes, my name is Elenia Koch and I work for the um, Italian National Tourist Board and we're based in London and uh, we take over of the uh, UK and Ireland. Uh, my job is, is mainly um, taking care of the trade, so I deal with all the relationship that um, the Tourist Board has uh, with the trade. And uh, um, uh, so basically this is, uh, this is my, you know, my, 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 my main job. I, lucky enough to travel to Italy quite often um, and uh, most of the time uh, um, with uh, a member of the trade and um, and I've been working for the Italian Tourist Board uh, uh, quite a long time now actually. I started in 2007, uh, obviously the role has um, you know, has changed through the years. But yes, I've been um, I've been working with them since 2007, and I've been living in London uh, uh, for 21 years now. And uh, I believe you are actually originally from Sardinia. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. I'm actually originally from Sardinia. So for me, actually, it's a kind of um, you know, it's a pleasure to be able to talk about my uh, my island. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much. And Alina, how long have you been uh, in Sardinia and working with Welcome to Sardinia? Hi, um, hi Mathieu and Elenia. Thank you for having me. Um, I've been living in Sardinia for about six years now. I'm originally from Latvia, but uh, as I said, I live uh, on the island and I work for uh, tour operator Welcome to Sardinia from uh, 2015. And what we do, we um, welcome foreign tourists in Sardinia, uh, book hotels, suffer excursions, transfers, and uh, and look after what uh, best experiences to offer them. Two great guests are on the episode today to really help you understand what to go and see in Sardinia and what this beautiful island has to offer. And um, Ileana, I'm going to ask you first if you can give an introduction to Sardinia, as it is your home hometown uh, and it's where you grew up. Up. Could you uh, give everyone an, an introduction? Yeah, sure. Yes, I'm, I'm still. I mean, even though I, I left the island 21 years ago, I'm still pretty much attached to the to the island. I'm sure that whoever comes from the island, so you know, all of you will understand how strong is the link with uh, your your um, your island. Um, I come back there very very often, so you know, um, I still can enjoy um, Sardinia all year round. Sardinia, just to give you some uh, kind of uh, geographical information is the second largest island in the Mediterranean that just um, is just 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 after Sicily and um, it's true that it is fairly known in in the UK to be um, worldwide as well to be a VIP beach destination however uh, well obviously this is true but uh, um, very uh, very few people still know about the fact that Sardinia 
actually. It's one of the most ancient land um, with the millenarist tradition that makes it actually really special. So um, during this, um, um, this, this podcast, I would like to, um, with, with, with Elena, of course, we would like to show you um, also a different side of, um, of Sardinia. Um, Sardinia is a region of Italy, as uh, Matthew um, said in the introduction, and is uh, the Italian region with the largest coastal development. Um, so yes, you've got lots of fantastic uh, um, beaches to lie down and to enjoy yourself. And um, it's also a part that is also um, um, a region that really take care of preserving its, uh, its land. In fact, uh, um, you know, we try very hard to preserve it from some sort of uh, pollution, every type of pollution. Um, in Sardinia, there are lots of historical and archaeological sites. And uh, so while maybe you just you spend your time, uh, you know, wandering around and having a swim, uh, try also to concentrate a little bit more on the um, on these amazing archaeological sites. Um, the most famous you can find in the island um, are definitely the Nurage. Uh, Nurage is the most impressive uh, megalithic monument that you can find in Europe. Um, you can find it, I mean, this is this is a cone shape, uh, um, let's say, uh, monument. And you can find, well, you're, you're never far from a Nurage, I have to say, uh, because you, you have about 7,000 um, uh, Nurage scattered through the island. And uh, um, the most famous is uh, um, is in is in Barumini, not far from Cagliari. But then Elena will give you a little bit more information about that. Um, Sardinia is very easy to reach, and it's got uh, three international airports that um, can connect uh, um, the three the three cities, which is Cagliari uh, in the south, the capital. And you've got Al Alghero and Olbia in the north. Um, can easily connect all the other international airports in Europe and um, the rest of the world. It sounds much more than just a beach destination, especially as for this episode, I've been looking into it and speaking with you both. I'm, I'm very, very excited, especially uh, by the food and wine section that's coming on a little bit later, but also the history and that is actually a lot more to do than just go and relax by the by the beach. And talking about the history, uh, Alina, Alina, can you uh, give us a little bit of uh, the history behind Sardinia? Uh, if you go and visit any of these uh, Nuraga, you can find usually you can find local tour guides uh, uh, near the, the Nuraga. And as uh, Ivania mentioned, there are uh, about seven thousand Nuraga on the island, and uh, you can find simple or more complex ancient villages. And it's to believe that uh, these are the places where the uh, ancestors of modern Sardinians lived. And uh, recently, some enthusiasts have nominated all the Nuraga. Uh, to UNESCO heritage list, uh, but currently the only uh, neurologic complex that is part of the UNESCO list is uh, found in Barumini, which is central Sardinia. And uh, it's usually possible to climb inside the Nuraga with a local guide, uh, just like in Barumini. Um, I would recommend going there when the weather is good. If it's a little bit raining, they might not let you inside because uh, it could be dangerous. But 
otherwise you can go inside um, with the guide and they will tell you about the history and about all the areas of the Nuraga where people used to cook, uh, where they used to sleep, where they held uh, their meetings. And uh, in Barumini you can uh, also go and visit uh, Akaza Zapata Museum, which is uh, inside the town. And uh, nearby you can also uh, take a walk in the natural park of Jara, famous for, uh, for wild horses. So you can um, unite nature and history uh, in this small area. Amazing. And I, I love the wild horses. I know there's a few places in the world that there are still wild horses roaming. So that that if no one's ever seen wild horses, definitely need to get into um, get out there and see it because they're just beautiful and enjoying, like I said, the, the natural park that everyone can go and enjoy. Yeah. Oh, you can go with the local guide and uh, have an excursion there or just uh, go by yourself. Amazing. And again, yeah, definitely. It sounds like it'd be very interesting to climb inside uh, with the local guide as long as it's safe. So is it quite easy to to book that if someone's coming to obviously if they see that it might be raining? Um, can they book it within 24 hours so they can look at the weather or do they need to book some of these excursions to go and see some of these sites in advance? No, it's usually you can uh, book the ticket also. Um, you can book it before or you can go uh, to the site and uh, uh, just wait like half an hour for smaller groups to reunite. Um, so it, it's quite flexible. Oh, perfect. So you're like, even on the day, if so, if it's a really nice day, people can go, actually, brilliant, let's go and do this. And so we can go inside and really, really explore, but just may have to wait for a small guided group. So that's yes. oh, perfect. Thank you very much. And then um, moving on to we um Linia, you mentioned about some of the the towns and cities from you know getting to Sardinia. Um, and could you just give us the main city? Which I apologise if I mispronounce this because I probably will. Because um, we I think we call it in England normally pronounce it as Calgary, but it's not, uh, obviously we butcher it. Um, but that is like the main city in Sardinia that a lot of people know. And you know, can people go there as a city break as well as like a long weekend destination? and use it like you said more you know Sardinia is more than just a beach destination oh yes I mean first of all um, don't worry about the pronunciation Matthew um, uh... Uh, G L I in obviously in, in Italian has a sound is you so it's Cagliari the right pronunciation so don't worry about that every year for 21 years as soon as I get on the plane they still keep saying Cagliari so don't worry about that it's very difficult I know but uh, um, the most important thing is that Cagliari is uh, um, is the capital of Sardinia and it's um, it's in the south and it's an amazing base that uh, you know to travel um, all over the island um, from one tip to another is about uh, 300 kilometers or really about three, three, three hours drive it's not it's not that big um, uh, Cagliari is um, is getting um, kind of uh, more popular towards um, international travel even though it's still um, a little gem to be discovered in the Mediterranean you think about a picturesque historical district with amazing scene view um, elegant shopping streets and panoramic terraces. Uh, um, this is this is Cagliari. Is um, and the city history goes back like thousands of years from prehistoric time until the reign of um, of the Savoy. The Savoy actually was the last king to reign in Italy, when uh, in 1946. Uh, um, 
they were kicked out because um, Italian decided and voted um, uh, to be um, to be Italy a republic. And uh, um, I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not a great fan of comparison because I think that every city is unique in its own way. But many people that visit uh, Cagliari they say it's a kind of a small Barcelona. But I have to say that I've been to Barcelona and the um, uh, the long uh, sandy beach that you can find in Cagliari is the longest uh, European sandy beach in Europe. It's much better than the one in Barcelona. So. Um, um, Cagliari is a small city, compact, very easy to go through, um, and most of the time you can really find amazing weather there. The last time I've been to Cagliari was last year in February, and it was the end of February, it was half term, and I remember having uh, lunch, sitting outside, not wearing a coat. So I'm not saying it's every day like that, but um, weather is pretty, is pretty amazing in Sardinia. So even though you know you can spend maybe like uh, you know you've done your uh, summer holidays, but if you really kind of uh, uh, need, you are in need uh, to escape from gloomy, gloomy UK and uh, um, want to have like a really kind of refreshing city break, then you can definitely head towards uh, Cagliari. It sounds amazing and I definitely am one for a city break, especially after this past year. A sunny city break would be great. And I have been to Barcelona and I, I do see where you're coming from, from looking at uh, Cagliari. Did I get it right? Closer. It was closer. It was almost there. Cagliari. <laughs> Cagliari. Um, definitely has a, a, a nice, a nicer beach. Sorry, Barcelona. Um, but each, like you said, each each destination has something slightly different. But I think it's an amazing opportunity for those, especially in Europe or the UK, to get out for a city break if they want something short. And then um, for those that are listening from around the world, how you know accessible is it? Like, are there direct flights internationally, or would they normally go in somewhere like Rome and then from Rome be able to get across if they're putting it as part of an itinerary? Um, none of the airports um, accept uh, um, flights from. Uh, um, uh, other country and uh, Europe. So basically, you need to do like if you're coming from uh, um, from US, you need to do a stopover in Rome or in Milan. Uh, but um, from 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 Rome, the flights is about uh, less than an hour. From Milan, it's just uh, about an hour and forty minutes. So really, really close. But yes, you need to do a stopover if you're coming from anywhere other than Europe. Wait, so some people could actually. She even use it. I know um, quite a few of friends out in North America, in Australia. When they come over to to England, they'll also go and do a little tour of Europe. So they could actually get from maybe Amsterdam or London and, and be able to, you know, lots of different places around Europe and still go out and add that into their itinerary. So it's, I think it's a, for anyone listening from further afield outside of the EU, it's an amazing opportunity to get some of the very different on your next little break of touring touring Europe and um, Alina where else would you what other sort of cities and areas would people visit um, when coming into Sardinia? So uh, as Eleni already said uh, Cagliari is a historic city and uh, it is a historic Mediterranean Mediterranean city and it's uh, built around the old quarter of uh, Castello and uh, it's a historic city but with a very easygoing feel and it consists of uh, four core and um, another important
important uh, attraction, which already uh, Lenya mentioned, is Poeto Beach. But what I like about Cagliari is that it's very close to nature and uh, you can spot pink flamingos in the nearby Molentages Natural Park. When you um, take a car and you go outside of the city, you can just see them from the car window, which is, I think, magnificent when you live in a, in a city like, uh, like Cagliari. And uh, if you have just a day uh, or um, just a few hours to spend in Cagliari and uh, you want to move around a little bit, I would suggest uh, booking uh, an Ape Calesino in Italian or a, a tuk-tuk car, uh, as you call it in English, with a driver that will take you around uh, all these quarters and, uh, and the ride can be like from one hour uh, to three hours. And they usually have uh, audio guides also in English and they can show you a little bit around the, the city. And um, another uh, thing that is very important part of Poeto is Sala del Diavolo Promontory, which in English means devil's saddle because the form looks like a saddle. And uh, you can go there uh, taking a trekking trip or a sail around in a boat and uh, you can see Santa uh, del Diablo from any point of the of Poeto, and uh, I think it's a very important part of, of Cagliari. And, um, and if we want to move uh, on to other cities in uh, in Sardinia, uh, I really want to mention Alghero, uh, which uh, is actually known as Little Barcelona inside of Sardinia because it has uh, Catalan ancestors. Uh, they still speak a uh, dialect of Catalan language. And and they try to preserve it as much as they can. And um, so you can walk around this small characteristic center. And uh, they're also very famous for uh, red coral souvenirs. So you can buy uh, these souvenirs all around town. And, um, and you can absolutely go and visit Grotta di Natuna, which is one of the uh, important uh, natural monuments on, uh, on the northwest coast of, uh, of Sardinia. And what I like about it is that you can uh, go from uh, the port of Alghero and the boat ride is about one hour and a half and you can see the coast which is very beautiful and uh, arrive there uh, to Grotta di Nettuno where you can uh, take a tour with a tour guide, with a local tour guide uh, which is about one hour and, a half. and they take you inside the caves and afterwards you get back to the city. So there's there it is there's a lot of connection it seems with Barcelona. You actually have a, a lot of uh, historical ties with, as you mentioned, in the north with there's actually Catalan uh, Catalan ancestors and, and the dialect still still there. So as Valenia um, you mentioned earlier how rich it is in history and there's so much more it's, it's even this and it's the ties that you've got from Spain and then bringing their culture and the Catalonian culture uh, to this beautiful uh, island of, of Sardinia so you really do get a lot a lot of uh, difference when when traveling around and you know when when you grew up were there any highlights that you used to like to do when we were family um, or as you were around the island well yes uh, as you mentioned yes there is uh, we we have been keep saying about, about you know the link uh, you know we were Barcelona because actually Sardinia has been uh, has been uh, colonized by the Spanish um, uh, well well by the Spaniards for so many centuries so obviously uh, the link with uh, with Spain is inevitable um, actually we 
we also have you know, some uh, uh, some uh, some words in our uh, dialect that actually is is a language. So Genia is a language, not a dialect. But we still have so many words that uh, are uh, the same as in Spanish, like uh, like a window, for example. We say the same ventana. So you know there's a, there's a lot of uh, link, very very strong still with the with Spain. And um, what I remember is. Um, you know, the, when I was a kid, I still, uh, I still enjoy so much now um, because obviously, um, you know, now I'm, I'm starting to appreciate a lot more Sardinia other than, uh, um, other than before. Because when I when I left, obviously, it was like uh, I was in search of uh, something else, some more of a cosmopolitan city. So what I used to remember when I was a child was the freedom, was the, um, how wild was uh, was the hell and how amazing um, was to really um, spend my summer um, uh, bare, uh, barefoot without without using any shoes and 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 I'm trying and trying to, to to let my daughter do that. And um, another thing that I remember is just like obviously times have changed, but um, the journey genuinity and the honesty of Sardinian people, uh, if you conquer them, you will find an amazing friend. So you will see sometimes people are just like, uh, you know, they just told me, look, sometimes I I find Sardinian people a bit, um, a bit um, uh, kind of uh, too honest, too genuine. And you, especially coming from maybe main city where we just don't look at each other, we are very, you're, we, you're very scared someone, you know, approach you. In Sardinia, people approach you really with open hands, and some and and, and it's still like that. And and some people might find that a bit kind of destructive and say, "Oh my God, what do they want?" But no, that's 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 how genuinely they are. They're really really nice and and kind people. Obviously, you know, we're talking about uh, uh, you know uh, uh, generally speaking. So always I always suggest uh, whoever travel, you know, wherever you go, obviously keep an eye, but uh, don't be afraid if. Uh, if Sardinian that uh, maybe you met um, for a coffee in a bar invite you for lunch with with their family don't be surprised because it happens Uh, I love I love that you know how friendly the the local culture is and um, I know Alina we were talking before we came on air obviously you're you're not from Sardinia originally it was one of the things you actually mentioned to me is you love it there because of how friendly and and honest the the locals are and it's just a great culture yes I I like that they are open and they're honest they uh, they're not fake I mean if they think something uh, they have a strong opinion and they will not tell a lie just to satisfy you. Uh, another thing that I actually was a little bit surprised was that last summer when uh, we went to uh, in Carbonia region, uh, we went to see um, and when you cross these little towns inside uh, of uh, inside of Sardinia, when you go to the sea, uh, they, you can still find people who instead of watching TV, they put their chairs outside their house and say they talk to each other. So people who come, they of course they comment who is uh, uh, passing by, they're speaking about about village life, and uh, that was a, a genuine feel that it gave me. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds sounds great, and again, like um, like you've both been saying, it's it's getting it, getting out and exploring it and being part of that. And, and Alina, you mentioned it; it's actually an amazing experience, and and really highlights what people should be doing in cultures is getting to know each other a lot more rather than just sitting and, and watching TV, which especially 
a, a lot of us uh, at certain times can can do but is it you know i know when you're talking about getting around the island and you can do tours and all of that is it quite easy so if someone wanted to potentially i know we were speaking about it before as well uh, renting cars and is it easy to rent a car or um you know trains to get around um or you know i know in italy there's a lot of people who love scooters uh yes well i definitely suggest renting a car because in my opinion but not just my opinion it's the best option to move around because there are so many corners of the island that you can not arrive by the train because trains connect largest cities like Cagliari to Sassari to Olbia but it takes time to arrive and for example you have seen some place that you want to visit you must um, search for a connection and the most easy way to arrive is by car uh, but if you're staying in one place for a few days, then I suggest renting a scooter if you're uh, comfortable with it, because it will solve also the problem with parking, which can be quite stressful for, for sometimes. So, yes, this is my, my advice. Yeah, and for those who are quite comfortable, it would be a great experience to really get on uh, some of those scooters to get around as well. I can, can imagine it's a great, some great fun, especially going out into the hills oh, if yeah. you're not going too far or going to find some hidden gems of, of beaches. And, and moving on to, obviously, uh, Alina, you also mentioned when you came across that village and, and met the, saw the locals sitting outside talking to each other and discussing, uh, discussing life. Um, you're on your way to explore some of the beaches. What would be some of your favourite um, to visit on the island? Uh, so when you come to South um, and you arrive to Cagliari, um, you will look on the map and on the left side you will see Villa Semias and Costa Rey, which are the seaside localities and there you can find a lot of beaches. I cannot name uh, just one right now. And on the right side you will find Kia. Um, and they will not disappoint you. Um, you just uh, just Google it and just find some images and uh, or come uh, or come in uh, and come to visit. That is the best best option when you can. Uh, but speaking about about my uh, beach favorites, uh, I must mention uh, the dunes of Porto Pino. Uh, because uh, you get the beach, which is very clean and very um, low water. And uh, right next to there are dunes that are also protected. So uh, that is a marvelous view. Uh, another favorite uh, beach of mine is San Pietro in Castiadas near Vlasimius, uh, which is very comfortable for sunbathing, swimming, and you also get uh, some uh, bars near the beach or you can um, rent uh, a sunbed. And uh, if we go to the north, uh, then uh, my favorite beaches are around Porto Rotondo village because I, I used to live there uh, for two years. And um, what I like about Porto Rotondo is that it's a village that uh, has these um, small coves uh, nearby and if the in some days when the wind is very strong you can choose uh, one beach over another it sounds like there's many as you as you mentioned Alina there's many many beaches ah, absolutely <laughs> too, too many but there's some great ones you little uh, you did point out there and again those who are listening do if you're listening on your phone or you're walking around you know 
do make sure you, you get on uh, Google and find some of the imagery because these beaches look unbelievable. And again, as uh, Delinia, as you were mentioning, barefoot running around, I can see why you spend your summers enjoying the sand and the water so much. And did you did you have a favourite beach growing up, or did you again just like to go in and um, explore the the different beaches? Well, um, I I've grown up in uh, in a little um, uh, island in, in the southwest of Sardinia, so we mainly we mainly stayed you know local. But um, I um, I have a favorite beach yes, in the in the in the south. Uh, it's called uh, Kia. And it's about um, 40 minutes from Cagliari, going west. And uh, is there is a little town there called Pula, which is uh, lovely. And I think Kia is in the south. Is probably for me, my taste, the best, uh, uh, the best uh, beach in the south. I like the golden colors that um, that it has, and it's um, yeah, it's really it's really beautiful. Definitely, yeah. So I recommend also, um, you know, to add. Uh, on top of um, Elena list of uh, of amazing places, yes, uh, to add uh, Kia as well. If you are in the in the south of Sardinia, yeah. And on that, I'm just going to ask you about what are some of the must see. I'm going to ask you both, but what are some of the must sees and hidden gems? Um, so if I, uh, Elena, if I would start with yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yes, I just as I actually mentioned already that I was um, um, I grew up. I was born and grew up in um, the west side of Sardinia in an island called uh, Sant'Antioco Island. Um, the island is actually connected with the rest of uh, Sardinia by a natural uh, piece of land called Istmo and also a bridge. So you are in an island, but you're not in an island. Well, yeah, you're still in, in the island of Sardinia, obviously, but uh, you don't have to take a ferry boat to reach this little uh, this little place. And apart from my own town, which is something different, um, actually, um, no, it was a couple of years ago, I don't remember if it was like four or five years ago, um, the town of Sant'Antioco that in, you know, many years ago was called Sulki um, has been confirmed to be the oldest uh, urban development in Italy. So older than Matera, older than Rome. I mean, it just, it was an amazing discovery um, because the uh, the island was on a very favorite, um, fa- favorable uh, position during Phoenician time where there were a lot of uh, um, uh, trade between the North Africa and the rest of Italy that at that time obviously wasn't called Italy. So if you have a couple of days uh, um, and you really want to go in a completely uh, quiet and uh, uh, beautiful wild environment that I strongly suggest you to go visit uh, the side um, of the island as well and actually has a um, Elena was mentioning Carbonia and basically Carbonia is in the Sulcis Iglesiente which is uh, the area we are talking about and uh, so from from Cagliari head, uh, you can you can head uh, west and find all these little villages but yes I completely agree with Elena you'll find uh, especially all Older, uh, older residents, they just don't sit down and you know at home and watch TV. They just take their chairs out and they just uh, do people watching. One of the best, uh, um, you know, hobby that Italian has: people watching. 
So they just uh, watched the people, just had a chat with each other, and they just just spend their, their, their evening there. And I, and I think that uh, is um, it's something that um, is so precious uh, nowadays because definitely you don't see that uh, very often. So this is this is one of the gem. Another amazing, really tip that I really want to give you if uh, uh, you go to Sardinia uh, between September and December is um, head in the uh, in the heart of Sardinia, which is called Barbaja. This is really the you know the center, and is also an area called the Blue Zone. Uh, Blue Zone are those uh, part of the world where it's possible to live happily and for a long time. There are very 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 few of them in the world, and Barbaja in the middle of in the heart of Sardinia is one of them. In fact, there is a little village called Seulo, where twenty centenarians were counted down between 1996 and 2016, confirming itself of the longest-lived town in the world. So that's, I think, it's, it's pretty amazing. And if you want to know why they they live so long, then you can really, you know, see for yourself because uh, uh, there is this event called uh, Autumn in Babaja, which is basically, as I said, September to December, where all these little villages and, 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 and the residents literally open their houses to show you how they live, to show you how they make pasta, to show how they, they produce wine. And you can really, um, you know, get some, uh, some, some good tips on how to live uh, how to live longer, you know, just following Sardinian diet. So yeah, I highly recommend these two areas. I like the sound of the sound of that going in and learning on how they eat, how they drink. And I do love um, my Italian cuisine, so I get some good tips on, on cooking that back home. And um, Alina, yourself, have you got any hidden gems um, and must-sees? Uh, well, uh, this one's not going to be a hidden gem, but a must-see for me, absolutely, which um, is in the north. Uh, and I'm speaking about uh, La Maddalena Archipelago, which is the archipelago of uh, different islands, smaller and, uh, and larger islands. It's the largest uh, La Maddalena and the second uh, largest Caprera. And uh, you can see it uh, in front of Porta Cervo, uh, which is known as part of Emerald Coast. And, um, and the beaches are Caribbean-like, and uh, you can go there by boat, or you can um, by boat on yourself, by yourself, or uh, or take part in excursion uh, with a larger boats that will uh, take you around the island. But I suggest going there uh, by ferry and visiting it yourself if you have a car. Uh, that is, um, uh, you will avoid uh, the masses <laughs> a little bit more. Uh, so that's a must see for me, uh, not a hidden gem actually, because it's one of the famous, ter- most famous areas of, uh, of the north. And uh, most tourists usually begin with, uh, with La Maddalena. And uh, when they have seen uh, that area of the island, I suggest that they go inside. And as Elenia mentioned, going to Barbaja is, uh, is absolutely recommended. And uh, this region is uh, also famous 
famous for uh, shepherds and the cheese making and meat, cold cuts and wine and also uh, the character of the local people uh, they're being very resilient and stubborn and um, authentic <laughs> I don't know how you can call it authentic at the end um, especially according to the Sardinians and um, I would like to point out uh, one of my fav favorite villages which is uh, Orgozo and it is famous because the, you can find uh, uh, murals uh, which are the walls uh, the city walls uh, are painted um, uh, with these paintings of social and uh, political um, meaning, uh, social and political uh, events or um, I can call it they are basically artworks you can, that you can find all over the city and they started this tradition uh, from the mid 20th century so you can uh, see the chronology from uh, the first uh, paintings until today it sounds great I, I know you know a lot of people especially now mm -hmm. uh, what, what a lot of people know is street art you know it's, it's, it's been around for centuries yeah it's, it's only sort of coming back everyone would be like oh no that's not real art but when you go to places um, like your favorite favorite village they will be like wow look at this art tells us um, so it's it speaks a little bit more about uh, uh, I would I wouldn't like to say communist ideology, but more like uh, left ideology. But it's also a very interesting part of the, uh, of the history of the island, and uh, that is what I, I would recommend, if you, especially if you're uh, if you love art and uh, and art of uh, people. No, I, I do. That sounds sounds lovely, and also um, going out to see the archipelagos. Uh, sounds sounds great as well and great little tip to recommend people to go out on the ferry uh, by themselves to avoid uh, the masses so so that's a great tip there thank you very much for that uh -huh. uh, and uh, last point that I wanted to add about uh, hidden gems that uh, is not that hidden anymore is the Oliastra coast which is on the on the left side of Sardinia and uh, from here you can uh, take boat trips from Arbatax or Caragonone and they will take you to um, the beautiful beaches and uh, the grotta where it's very difficult to arrive uh, by car uh, and many people love this area not just because of uh, the beaches but also for mountain climbing and trekking and uh, you can find trekking routes for different levels so it's getting very popular in last years uh, and i think again i said that a lot of people after this uh, or after 20 2020 will be looking to go out and explore a lot more than just potentially just sit on sit on a beach so it's great to know that there are some great um trekking and, and mountain climbs on uh is that the the west coast uh of sardinia not the east the east east, uh, east coast yeah mm -hmm. Perfect. And um, we briefly, uh, you briefly mentioned it, um, Lena, when you were talking about one of your hidden gems, which was going in to see the local communities, to, uh, their food and drink. So I just wanted to highlight the food and drink in Sardinia. And I know there's a, a rich history of wine in Sardinia. That you, could you just elaborate a little bit more on? Yes, absolutely. Now that uh, we picture the coastal resort, we picture the um, archaeological um, uh, kind of a rich um, uh, kind of rich history that that that's, uh, that Sardinia has. Then obviously, 
now we need to sit down and enjoy some uh, some food and wine yeah and um it's um it's uh, basically the result of the two universities so we we're talking about uh, re- real real facts here that uh, the two university of Cagliari and Sassari basically did a very long uh, uh, study and uh, um there was actually confirmation that uh, um wine making in the island goes back uh, at least uh, as far as the 15th century BC. So it means that uh, um, we have been, uh, um, Sardinian were the first winemakers in the, in the, in the old Mediterranean area. Um, what they were producing was a sort of uh, canonal, which is uh, um, red wine that uh, is usually produced in the, the center of uh, um, a very, very strong flavor wine, fantastic with cheese and, and meat. And actually this, this type of canonal dated back more than 3000 years. So it's just like, uh, you know, an, an amazing, uh, an amazing discovery. Obviously the canonal that we're drinking now is slightly different, but um, it, it just, just, just from the same, uh, um, the same grapes. So um, basically what they did just, just find out uh, some organic um, residue from a stone press uh, in a Nuragic village, a few kilometers um, from Cagliari, so um, you know, along with uh, um, the fact that you can you can taste uh, um, the ancestor of uh, um, of, the, of the wine uh, that is Cano now, you can also um, Sardinia is also famous well, for many type of wine, but mainly I would say uh, three Cano now, which is the red, then is then we can find the white, the Vermentino, which is uh, which is uh, widely produced um, in Sardinia. And then you can find a type of wine that is still red, but it's less full body. It's a bit kind of uh, lighter to drink, and it's called Carignano del Sulcis, because Carignano grapes uh, were a type of grapes that you can find even in France uh, um, and other other places. But the the, uh, the the uniqueness of Carignano del Sulcis, which is uh, the area in the, in, in the southwest of Sardinia that we talked about earlier, um, it's just unique just because of the um, uh, the vineyards are very usually very very close to the uh, to the to the shore to the beach so they basically breathe a lot of uh, um, uh, sea salt so the, the salinity that uh, salinity do you say in English <laughs> just like making up words now um, you know that the the the, 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 the vineyard breathe also the salt that uh, um, it is emanated from uh, from the water so that gives uh, the wine a very uh, spectacular a unique uh, unique taste and actually um, their wine has been uh, becoming very famous international because it has been uh, has been gaining a lot of uh, international uh, prices on um, wine fairs uh, all over the world so um, then Elena will uh, will give you a little bit more um, information about where and how to taste uh, um, this product. Uh, sounds amazing. I do love my my wine as well. So it, it's amazing. That the, I didn't realise that how rich a history, uh, for obviously the history of wine coming from Sardinia is is a big thing. So I think a lot of people these days like to go and really trial uh, and taste 
uh, food and wine in, in, as you mentioned, something very unique and taking in the sea salt air was uh, definitely makes something unique about that. So, and um, Alina, how, where can people taste this and what other types of food can people enjoy? Okay. Uh, so the first thing that I would suggest is to visit uh, Agriturismo in Italian. I think you can call it farm house restaurants, rural restaurants in English. Um, where you can find fixed menus for about 30, 35 euros or so uh, per person, but they bring you everything. So they start with the aperitivo and um, antipasto, <laughs> the first uh, first main course, uh, meat and wine, and uh, they would end it with the myrto liquor, which is um, made of a local, um, a local plant, which is uh, very used in Sardinia. And um, and that's a very, very rich uh, meal. So I remember when I had it, uh, I was I thought I will not eat for a week because they bring you everything. And it, it's usually also very good because uh, they produce it in the, in the farmhouse. And uh, in these uh, places, you can usually get a maialetto or a small piglet, which is the top food for, for Sardinians. So the piglet is cooked uh, on the myrtle uh, plant and they turn it around for, uh, for many hours. So it gets very crispy, very juicy. And they drink it with uh, with Cananao red wine that uh, Ilani already mentioned. And uh, this is uh, the local food experience. Uh, otherwise, if you're in the city, you can also go to bar and have a party uh, with a tagliera. Uh, which is cheese, local cold cuts, um, prosciuttos or sausages. And I, I will always recommend Sardinian sausages <laughs> because they're, they're just so good with uh, with red wine or with vermentino, which is a, it's a white wine that you can find um, from uh, north to south. And north, they call it Vermentino di Ganura, which is another region. Uh, but uh, this uh, grapes, uh, this wine is made all over the island. And um, speaking about uh, average cost for eating out, uh, you can uh, find some meal deals or eat also in pizzerias for 10 to 20 euros approximately. And uh, if you got some fancy restaurants, it can go from 50 to 60 euros per person depends that's good to get you know like a rough pricing mm -hmm. of, of what a meal may cost like but also how wide uh, opportunity and dishes and experiences that you can have from the the local traditional dishes all the way through from as you as you mentioned like that you love uh, you know when you first went there from the um, from the starters, aperitifs, all the way through, and there's yes. lots and lots of. <laughs> and they just bring things, and then you ask, "What is this?" And they also tell you uh, how they make this food, and also some uh, agriturismo. Yeah, so uh, hey, go. sorry. So some agriturismo also uh, would uh, would host some cooking classes. So many people would also look for cooking classes because they want to know how to cook this food at home if they have the ingredients. Oh, that's good. To know so like people if they've enjoyed it can go and find local cookery and, and and then learn how to do that when they go back home so you can get a bit of holiday every day um or each week just to bring sardinia back into your house 
I, I love that. And um, I know you obviously mentioned going through. Uh, you've got some some favorite favorite dishes and some favorite experiences. But I'm going to ask you both again. What would be your favorite dish that you've had uh, in your travels um, or, or, or living in Sardinia? So, Elena, um, if we start with you first, and then go back to Alina. It doesn't either. Uh, yeah, just go. Yeah, so start with you, Alina. <laughs> okay, uh, so I I must start with my favorite country food, uh, which is orciadas. It's a fried uh, sea anemone. Uh, I hope I pr- I translated right. Anemone. Anemone. If anyone, if anyone's seen um, Finding Nemo, Nemo oh, yeah. also is that what Nemo, Nemo lives in. <laughs> like that, it's a seafood, uh, and it's crispy when it's fried in oil and a little bit of, um, of bread. And uh, that's one of my favorites. And uh, now it's also the season uh, for uh, a sea urchin. Uh, I really love pasta airici, uh, even though uh, the sea urchins are getting um, they're fishing a little bit too much of the sea urchins right now so it's getting even more of a delicacy because it's not that easy to find even though it's the season right now uh, but if you get the chance then i hope you will appreciate it and uh, another of my favorite dishes is uh, thorny artichokes artichokes i hope i'm pronouncing it right uh, with botarga which is a mulatro botarga and uh, the both taste just mixed so good together and the artichoke that we have in sardinia is not the one that uh, is uh, usually used in other parts of Italy, like for example, people know the Roman uh, artichoke, but here it's more, it's more thorny, but it's also more. Um, the taste is more um, uh, crispy. I think I think sharp, sharp uh, is is the taste. It's a bit stronger taste than the, than the one than the Roman one. Absolutely. And then uh, with the drinks, I um, I suggest to try uh, mirto, which I already mentioned when you eat. Uh, Mayaletto, and you ended the meal with the Mirto. Uh, I love the local drinks, so I'll definitely be trying some Mirto. And uh, Lilia? For me, well, apart all the dishes that uh, um, Elina listed, they are my favorite too. But uh, to give you an extra one, I love fregula, Sardinian fregula. So, what it is? Sardinian fregula is a type of pasta made from uh, uh, semolina dough. And if you think about, I'm sure that you're, you all uh, know what is a, a North African couscous, yeah? So the round-shaped pasta. So fregula is very similar to that. And we cook it with, oh, well, I eat it with seafood, uh, with the freshest seafood that you can find. And it comes from different sizes, but usually it's about uh, two, two to three millimeters, like little bowls of two to three millimeters. So that's that's amazing um, main course that I recommend. Um, also, um, as a, as a dessert, I think cevadas uh, is oh yeah, cevadas are called seada depending on where you go. Is uh, the Sardinian dessert uh, par excellence? Is basically um, is um, is a kind of a big raviolo, if uh, if no, if I like, just just to give an idea, it's like bigger, and it's filled with Sardinian uh, cheese, and usually they serve it with a little bit of um, honey on top. And it is really, really, really delicious. Um, and, of, you know, and obviously after that, like, 
like Linia mentioned already, then you really need to get some digestive, uh, some myrto, you know, to finish uh, your meal off. Um, it's so funny because I had some, we had some friends uh, staying with us uh, in Sardinia um, uh, this year, and they are an English family with two lovely daughters, uh, and they've never been to Sardinia before, so I took it to the wildest part of Sardinia, and I was a bit nervous, actually, because they are a family that travel over the world, so they, they're very, um, you know, they're very, yeah, they're they are, they are travelers, so, and I was like, I've been nervous, because so maybe, you know, yes, it's true that it's amazing, it's wild, or maybe they're looking for some more comfort or things like that. They fell in love with it. They really, they want to buy a house in Sardinia now. It's just like so amazing. And and they mention all, you know, all these things like how amazing is the food, how um, really very good price for money is, uh, because you can really get so fresh, you know, the freshest ingredient, but, uh, you know, for a very, very, very good value for money. So all all these elements, I think, um, I think are really, you know, they're really important nowadays. So yeah, definitely, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just different experience. You know, Italy is beautiful from uh, from the tip to to, uh, to, to the bottom, but um, probably, you know, um, you will find very unique experience all over um, the place in Italy. But um, if you if if you head in and you want a little bit more kind of unique, then yes, Sardinia is definitely recommended. I, I, I love the sound of all your recommendations of, of food there. <laughs> and uh, so we're just going to, last question before we sort of wrap up this episode is, how long would you each recommend staying in um, Sard, Sardinia? So, uh, Elena, if we start with you first. Uh, well, I would recommend the best um, length for the stay would be two weeks. Minimum, I would say it would be one week, but two weeks is, is optimal. And if you're coming with a family or friends, um, it's the best choice is to rent a villa or independent villa and stay there, cook there, and um, and choose it as, as um, your point of, uh, of holidays. Uh, if it's close to the sea in summertime, then I don't see any reason to look for a villa with a pool, actually, because if the sea is so close, then you will not really be using pool. And uh, I would choose an independent uh, villa over an uh, all-inclusive hotel, because in my opinion, you don't really get to experience the island if you stay inside a resort. <laughs> Well, you get a different kind of holiday maybe, but if you really want to experience the island and move around and feel like you're living there, then that would be the best choice. And uh, the season uh, is considered from May to October, the touristic season. Uh, what my favorite months of the year, uh, June and September, because it's not that hot and it's still uh, it's very good weather and uh, the tourist flows are not that intense. Uh, but I would not underestimate March, April, even November, if you want to see the Barbaja and uh, Ottoman Barbaja, Ottoman in Barbaja that Lenia mentioned. And uh, if you want to move around a little bit more, then uh, consider spring and, and autumn. And uh, in last year, it's actually the touristic season has 
has stretched a lot, so it's getting longer, and, and I like this uh, tendency a lot. Sounds very good, and as it, like you said, especially people looking to go there to really get take advantage. You know, two weeks is great, but definitely definitely a week. Um, Leanna, how long would you say uh, if someone? Because obviously, you know when we started uh, right at the start when we were talking about calorie, like did I pronounce it correctly? Have I, have I got closer? Yes, that's good. You're getting you're getting better. Yes. <laughs> Come on, it's only taking me about fifteen minutes to try. And Listen, Matthew. By the time you are in Calgary, I'm sure you pronounce correctly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the locals will definitely tell me. Um, yeah. So obviously, we did mention that you can actually do that as a city break or. Yeah, so from your recommendations, you know, how would someone, if they wanted to incorporate Sardinia maybe into another Italian trip, how could they do that? And how would be some of your recommendations? Yes. Um, okay. It just, just depends on what you're looking for. If you want to embrace uh, the um, uh, bare, uh, barefoot kind of uh, relaxation mood, then definitely you, you need two weeks. Uh, you can do a twin center as well. And you can do... Um, um, you know, like, as I said, for example, Sardinia or Cagliari is connected with uh, um, with Rome and it's less than an hour flight. So really, definitely uh, can be done on Twin Center. Many people choose the two islands, Sicily and Sardinia, uh, where you can find the two completely different. They're obviously both beautiful, but you can find completely different type of uh, culture in an island, in the island of Sardinia, other than the island of Sicily. And... Uh, um, so twin center definitely it can be recommended as well for me if you really want to if you have like if you want to unwind and just like uh, um spend uh different weekends uh, usually you know with the, with the with with the good weather um and definitely with amazing food and wine and nice and nice setting then i also recommend Cagliari as, as a city break destination i mean all year round uh, definitely as i said earlier i just spent uh, um, the last um, February, last uh, well, no, not this year. Uh, in February 2020, I spent uh, spent the last week in February, and it was amazing, really. And then you come back to your to your hometown, uh, definitely refreshed. So very, very kind of um, you know, if you if you have the chance to do a city brace, uh, uh, that obviously work better from uh, you know from European airport. Then uh, um, yeah, definitely recommend it as well a couple of couple of nights in Calgary to recharge your batteries. Thank you. So there you have it. You have multiple different ways to travel we've covered some amazing aspects of what sardinia has to offer more than just those vip beach and relaxation holidays you've got the history the food uh, some amazing hikes and so much more to do around the islands and again you can do it from one to two weeks or you can do a nice little city break and explore and then or even you know twin it with uh, mainland italy and if you'd like more information on what we've talked about on, on this episode uh, do head over to the travel pod podcast.com where you'll find the episodes page and some links to what we've discussed so thank you all for listening